Welcome to Milo Time, where we dive into the list of things that Milo loved and spend some time with my beautiful, amazing, awesome, fantastic boy, Milo. Welcome to another episode of Milo Time. Daryl Kessler along with Lisa Cohen. Hello. And Lisa, thank you for hosting me once again on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. Of course. And Lisa, I don't know if you know this yet, um, but I have, I've put it on the air in my last episode of the Jets cast, inspired by Milo Time, so it's got to be true, <laughs> that your husband, David Hillman, and I will be hosting a very special season recap episode oh, of the Jets cast inspired by Milo Time. <laughs> And I said to Are Dave, you going to be, are you going to have some, any um, like bleeping of the bad words that you <laughs> will inevitably be spewing? Well, I don't want to give away too much, but I'm already convinced that it's just going to be Dave and me listing 35 years of grievances about the Jets. <laughs> it's it's a Festivus for the, for the Jets cast. The Festivus for the Jets of us, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's absolutely right. I think that we might try to focus on this past season but the wounds run so deep it's hard and are to, so yeah. long term. Yeah. And the only way that I will um, I will sort of preview the episode is to let people know that Dave and I put ourselves on the list to get season tickets for the Jets. There used to be a waiting list, believe it or not, to get season tickets to the Jets. <laughs> Dave and I met freshman year in college. It was the fall of 1987. And soon after meeting, we put our names on that list waiting for jet season tickets. And those tickets came through in 1992, five years, a five-year waiting list, soon after I left for law school. So Dave and I had season tickets from 1992 until 2009, when the Jets moved into their new stadium and tried to extort us for personal seat licenses. Well, I will will come clean and out uh, your wife by saying that when you guys, when we had small children... And you guys would have a jet game. We would, we you know, it was hours and hours because you had to get out to you know, oh, New Jersey. You were not, don't remind you, know, me. you were not taking a helicopter. No, no, <laughs> like, no. And uh, we would actively root against the Jets. What? You're <laughs> like, maybe they'll decide to leave at what? halftime. What? <laughs> I can't this is believe this. So disastrous. How could you? After all these years, you think you know somebody? We were so uh, incensed <laughs> to be abandoned for such a horrible team. I know. I know, and it was always disastrous. Dave and I did institute a rule, and this is—I don't want to take away too much from our upcoming episode, but we did institute a rule that said. Um, if the Jets at any point fall behind by three touchdowns, we're allowed to leave. That's, yeah, that's very, yeah. very yeah. Uh, sensible. Yeah. Can I ask a, a follow-up question? Yes. Will there be another taping after this one with uh, on the subject only of parking? <laughs> <laughs> because I think you oh, could do it's one too good. easily. I mean, we could talk about parking with the associated conversation of the bus from Port Authority. Oh, yeah, to, yes, the, to, right. Yeah, in general, yeah. the general travel commuting to yes, jet games. Yeah. I mean, that could be <laughs> that could be a completely separate podcast, not just an episode. <laughs> that could be a completely separate podcast. I mean, I think Dave and I share probably twenty stories, and then independently each have another yeah. dozen. Yeah, at least yeah. The, one of the least pleasant things in the world to get from New York City, the West Side of Manhattan, to MetLife Stadium, only a few miles away, but really. A disaster of transportation. Mm -hmm. Enough about that on this 
uh, podcast, Milo Time. But tune in, folks. <laughs> yeah, be, be sure to tune in. Uh, it's possible that it's aired already, actually. If you did, hope you enjoyed it. Um, but um, on this show, Milo Time, Lisa and I look at the list of things that Milo loved, and Lisa lets me know whether something draws her attention, and away we go. And I want to remind our listening audience that Lisa and I don't know what we're going to talk about when she opens up the list right before I hit record. And we do intentionally no preparation and we do no editing for two reasons. One, we want to keep it fully organic. And two, I have no idea how to edit. <laughs> so those, I mean, I, I, I theoretically know how to edit, but the one time I tried to when I was well, there's, there's knowing the, there's there's knowing the tech and then there's having like a feel for it. Like editors are like, you know, they yeah, can, I mean, it's the, incredible, you know, yeah, to make, the, I tried to make it sound form. good and it sounded yeah. like it was the most ridiculous edit that I did when we first started before we started the podcast. I made like just a couple of minutes of me talking and tried to do some editing and it was laughable. It was yeah. totally ridiculous. <laughs> so at that time I committed to saying that. I wasn't going to edit because I wanted to keep this organic, but in reality, as much a reason is that my Fair. editing skills are very, very poor. Yeah. yeah. So To non-existent. So, Lisa, with that as a, a reminder and as background, I ask whether there's anything on the list of things that Milo loved that you'd like to talk about. Yeah. Everybody was kung fu fighting. All right. I mean, I, I don't know if it's right. about kung the song. Fu. or it's, it's not about the song. And, but you're welcome for the musical yeah, interlude. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. I, w- I would welcome you to sing us out of no, this episode nope. <laughs> with more of... Who sang that? Was that Carl Douglas? Oh, my God. Who was it? I don't know. It was someone Douglas. I think it was Carl Douglas. Wow. Um, if that was correct, um, please let me know in the comments uh, to this episode on the Instagram page for this podcast, at Milo Time Podcast. If it is incorrect, please correct me in the same place in the comments section. But anyway, this has nothing to do with Kung Fu. Well, it does have something to do with Kung Fu fighting, but not the song. So Lisa, this is something that um, we've talked about over the years, and I'm sure you have plenty to say about. When Milo was young, and uh, Max, as you know, was two and a half years older, Max was already deeply interested in sports and he was already playing baseball and soccer and basketball and tennis and he was really into any sport you put in front of him you remember we would go to the park and i would just pitch tennis balls Mm -hmm. to him and he would hit with a baseball bat like until his hands were bleeding he just loved Mm -hmm. anything that you threw at him and he loved sports milo was not the same way when he was younger and you know as a parent when you have young kids and even as they grow up all you want them to do is find things that they like to do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the difficulty as parents, of course, is that we're limited by our own scope and our own mm-hmm. horizon and our own interests. So there's this constant worry as a parent, at least Alan and I shared this, and I'm sure you and Dave did too, are our kids finding what they love most or are they just finding what we love and emulating uh, and emulating it or maybe enjoying it, but they would enjoy other things more. So when Max took to these things, I was very happy because they were things that jibed with the things that Mm -hmm. I loved. Mm -hmm. But I, even with Max, I had second thoughts like what if he would be a great violinist? What Mm -hmm. if he'd be a great Mm -hmm. dancer? What if he would be a great artist? And we would say to him, you love playing all these sports, but believe us If you tomorrow told us you had no interest in any of these things and Mm -hmm. wanted to do X completely, we would be equally enthusiastic about those things, 
we're enthusiastic about sports because that's how we grew up. Mm-hmm. But we don't mean to push it on you. We're just exposing it to you because that's how we grew up. Mm-hmm. Milo wasn't as obviously interested in sports. So Alan and I had a conversation, I remember, when he was very young. And we said, you know, he doesn't seem to be anywhere near as interested at a very young age in sports. We should probably try to seek out other mm-hmm. avenues while he's young and see whether he takes to any of those things. So he was in a kindergarten class with an adorable little girl named Courtney. And we learned that her father and mother ran a Kung Fu Mm -hmm. dojo. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure what the correct word is, but it was a Kung Fu facility not far from us in uh, Windsor Terrace, which is walking distance Mm -hmm. from us in, in Brooklyn. And, we said, well, Milo's very friendly with Courtney, and we knew the parents, mm-hmm. and they were lovely people. Why don't we sign Milo up for a couple of kung fu classes? And maybe that'll be something that he'll really like, because we just don't know if he's going to be interested in these other things that Max is sort of off and running with. So we signed Milo up for kung fu, and it's a little anomalous that it's on this list of things that Milo loved, because <laughs> he actually didn't love it that much. But we loved it because... The sign-up came with, like, the most adorable little kung fu costume. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, Those the cutest pictures, things it's ever. It's hilarious. They're the cutest things hilarious. ever. It's like, even though it was just, like, a yellow T-shirt with red writing, but it had, like, the black pants that yeah. were, like, flared out hilarious. at the bottom. With hilarious. a belt. Yeah. With, like, a belt. Yeah. And it was just the cutest thing to dress him up in, in a little kung fu outfit. And then it was him and about four or five other kids in this Kung Fu class that he took, I think he took it in consecutive semesters. So probably he took 10 classes and then took another 10 classes. Mm -hmm. But he joined this group that included his classmate, this adorable little girl, Courtney, who was was sort of experienced at Kung Fu, even though she's only five years old. When you have parents who own a dojo. Right, right. And her older sister, whose name I just, I mean, Becky, I think. She was like two or three years older, closer to Max and Isabel's age. She would sort of like participate in the class, was sort of helping to teach it. And the other kids in the class were like, had already been in the class for Mm -hmm. a couple of semesters already. So to watch (laughs) these kids, you know, and they would focus on not only the skills, but it was always about like attention mm-hmm. and standing oh, a yes. certain way and standing erect and and looking your instructor in the eye and all these things we learned quickly mm-hmm. were not Milo's strengths. <laughs> We've talked before about how rubbery Milo was yeah. and sort of how floppy he could be. The eel, he was the, the eel. eel. He was yeah. the eel. Excellent callback to a previous episode. And that was really accentuated both at his age and with the activity that really yeah. highlighted and relied on the opposite of what right. his body was like. Right. So I remember going to those Kung Fu classes and the other kids who were one good at it and had some experience with it and really sort of understood this dynamic where the teacher, I think he was called a Shifu. I, I guess that's a, a, a name in Kung Fu for your mm-hmm. teacher. He would call the kids to action and expect them to stand yeah. in a certain way and whatever. And these other kids would do it immediately. And Milo would kind of saunter over to his spot and sort of stand with his hand on his knee. And even when they would explain it to him, I just think that it wasn't, it didn't suit his personality immediately. And even like the kicking and the punching that was supposed to be sort of like a quick thwack and like a real, like, 
a mechanical maneuver yeah. and, and make your kick and get back in position. It was so obvious that it didn't suit his... Ain't playing. He, he ain't playing. It yeah. didn't suit his personality. It didn't suit his build. It didn't suit um, anything about him. Uh, but because he wasn't that interested in sports yet at that time, right. we signed him up for a class, then signed him up for a second class, and he liked being with his friend Courtney very much. But as the second semester of Kung Fu was winding down, he told us that he was really interested in playing soccer uh-huh. and he wanted to start playing baseball. He, so he let he's us like, know. I better get on the sports horse if the, these people are going to keep casting about for ideas. I better I know, be clear. I know, I know. <laughs> and, 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 you know, Shifu's going to keep yelling at me to right. stand rigidly. Yeah. I mean, they were very nice about it and the kids yeah, were yeah. very, very yeah, young. No, we're talking I mean, about the class. kindergarten yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, but, but that was what was expected in the class. And, you know, when I think about... Oh, look, it probably does appeal to some kids. Absolutely. You know? I mean, there's a reason that, you know, absolutely. The, the other ones are doing it. Absolutely. And if it appealed to him, we would have stayed with it for right, much longer, of course. Of course. But he uh, opted for other activities. And it was sad to put that costume away one more time, the yeah. outfit that he yeah. wore, those that T-shirt, the belt, and those kung fu yeah. pants. They were just Hilarious. too cute. And I don't yeah. think I have a picture. I wish I did. But they were. It was just. It was just too. We cute. have a, Henry did a karate in when he was something like four. Yeah. And it was, but so that you know that was the like white cloak thing, with yeah. the pants and the belt. It's it's, it's just color, so adorable. It, it's couldn't be cuter. And to yeah. show that that was really part of who Milo was or wasn't, as the case was, many years later. Uh, when Milo was in high school, he told Alan and me that he wanted to try out to be a ball boy at the U.S. Open. Yes. And I mention this because he showed up. We had to drive him oh, to. Alana told uh, me yeah. this. We, it's we had so to drive good. him. It's the same idea. Yeah. We had to drive Milo to the U.S. Open facility to participate. We drove him because we would have said take the train, but it was like a weekday after mm-hmm. school or. He had something during the, I guess it was before school started because it was before Labor Day. Anyway, he was busy. We drove him out and they were looking for like, you know, 50 ball boys and like 300 kids show up and a good number of them have done it for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. So they know the drill, just like Courtney and others Mm -hmm. in the Kung Fu class. And Milo certainly watched a ton of tennis. So he knows what the ball kids look like, but that's really not what he was focused on when he was watching tennis. He's more focused on the players. And they called the kids out to um, try out and he was called back with a whole group of another 200 kids where they were going to make final cuts and with this smaller group they did their tryout in a place where they were visible to the public Mm -hmm. and Alana caught a glimpse (laughs) of Milo's final tryout to be a ball kid at the US Open and she said that as she was watching him she had a deep uh, sense that he was not going to get the <laughs> yeah. get the job because the kids who had been there before or the kids who were really into it were like in Kung Fu, standing they rigidly too. and yes. snapped to and sprinted to a ball and sprinted to a spot. Milo's and sprinted like to a loping position. over. And Milo, <laughs> and Milo, even though he wanted to do it yeah. and knew what it entailed, it wasn't in his nature to move that way, right. to snap to attention to sprint somewhere at a speed that was like impressive. He was running in a Milo fashion and (laughs) 
snapping to attention in a rubbery, eely Milo <laughs> Which fashion. Which is not quite snapping. Not snapping, whatever the sort of... <laughs> the opposite th- is. <laughs> three degrees below snapping is, sort of folding into a position or unfolding into a position. And fortunately or unfortunately, Milo didn't get the job. But when I think back to his Kung Fu days, I think there was a real carryover into mm-hmm. his tryout to be a ball kid at the U.S. Open. Sure. And it makes perfect sense watching those kids as I now do ever since what Milo What about the Wimbledon out. ones? Yeah. Ever since I watch, yeah. ever since Milo's tried, I watch those kids differently and I realize, yeah, that's not Milo. <laughs> that's Just what that they simple. are looking for and what he does not have. That's a perfect <laughs> note on which to end this episode of Milo Time. We thank you all so much for listening and we hope you'll tune in again next time when we one more time look at the list of things that Milo loved. As always, stay tuned for Sweet Lefty by the idea of machines in its entirety at the conclusion of this episode. Thanks so much for joining us and thank you, Lisa. Bye-bye.